Star Wars 7x7 episode 2545. As I was considering The Bad Batch and these first eight episodes, the first half of the season, one of the things I started asking myself is whether there's been any character development for The Bad Batch. Like, have these characters grown? And my initial reaction was no, not really, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm starting to see situations where the characters are growing, and I thought I would share some examples of that with you. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So up until the beginning of the Bad Batch series, so basically the Bad Batch story arc in the Clone Wars, the members of the Bad Batch are very much defined by their specialties, by their particular genetic abnormalities. And not only that, but it goes even further and defines their personalities as well. So Wrecker, who is, you know, very brutish and strong, has a very simplistic personality, comparatively speaking. And then you have Crosshair, who is very tactical in nature, who has that sharpshooter's mentality and who is always thinking a few steps ahead. You've got Hunter, who has advanced senses, and so he is somebody who he always has his ears up, as it were. He's always waiting to find where the next trap is, where you know the next person is that they need to find. Like he's always keeping his eyes out for signals in space around him. And then, of course, you have Tech, who displays a particular wizardry with any sort of electronic devices and whatnot. And then Echo, who is you know, sort of an add-on and also has some of the capabilities that. Uh, tech does to some degree, except can interface directly with computers and so forth. And I think, you know, Tech and Echo have sort of had a, an overlapping situation because their specialties are in the same field, as it were. And so that's led to a little bit of sniping here and there between them over the series. But I'm going to eliminate the two of them from this, quite honestly, because I'm not necessarily seeing a lot of character growth in those two. And I'm going to eliminate Crosshair from this as well, because really he hasn't grown anywhere. Well, okay, maybe he's getting a little bit of regret, a little bit of wondering what's happening with the rest of his Bad Batch compatriots and whether what he's doing is the right thing to be doing. But certainly his programming has taken hold with the Order 66 inhibitor chip, and so you can't really necessarily ascribe particular growth to him just yet. I would say ultimately, you know, Wrecker has certainly developed a fondness for Omega and they're palling around like, you know, brother and sister basically. And so, you know, there's something warm and fuzzy happening there, you know, Wrecker learning to tune in to a more nurturing side of himself. And so, you know, there is something there. But I think really Hunter is the character for whom the biggest sea changes are happening in terms of character development. For one thing, you have the questioning of orders with Order 66. Certainly, the whole Order 66 thing was meant to just be a switch that was flipped in their heads, but from their perspective, that's not what happened. It's just that there was some order being executed, and when they asked what this order is about, it's, oh, the Jedi you know, allegedly have committed treason, and that's what's going on. But Hunter is willing to question that order, and as Wrecker has pointed out in the past, oh, questioning orders, like we do that that all the time, but this is a different kind of order and a much larger scale and scope. 
then he's willing to question orders that basically flip the entire script of the Republic and turn it into the Empire. And he is willing to even question that order as well. Then you have the notion of deserters when they met Cut uh, Laquan and talked with him about what was going on. Tech has a moment where he's like, well, technically we're deserters too, but the way Tech delivers this stuff, you know, it's just so factual and disconnected from like any emotion <laughs> or feeling that you wonder if he really, you know, understands the implications of what he's saying, or maybe he just, you know, completely understands it and has gotten rid of any of the extraneous emotion around it. But the notion of deserters and not wanting to fight and doing something different with their lives, that's something where, you know, as soldiers, they had thought lesser of it. And now that they're in the position that they're in, they're not so quick to judge about situations like this. And he's an old contact there, so it suggests that they've already kind of thought about this maybe a little bit, but putting them in their own predicament has given them a different perspective on things. And then, of course, there's the, you know, father-daughter relationship that's developing between Hunter and Omega, and the fact that Hunter is having to realize that he is now a father figure for Omega. This certainly comes up in Cut and Run when he tries to hand off Omega to Cut and Sue and say, look, I can't give her what she needs. You got to take her and you got to take care of her. And that's not what she wants. And so Hunter you know, has to make the realization, okay, no, she is one of us. And so we've got to make her be one of us and protect her and train her for the new life in which they find themselves. And whereas tech might you know, be aware of the fact that, oh, we need food and we need fuel and we need money. It's really Hunter that's kind of thinking of the ramifications of these things. And at first he was just kind of like, huh? <laughs> and now he is growing up to the fact that, as he says in the most recent episode, he says, you know, in reunion, like, you know, we don't have the Galactic Republic to rely on anymore. And now they have to take care of themselves. They're starting to learn that they have to do that. And certainly their interactions with Sid are helping more. And they're also learning that, you know, there are certain things to which, you know, they are willing to commit themselves. And certain things that maybe they're not ready for yet, perhaps? I don't know. So Echo is talking about, you know, we're soldiers, not smugglers, when Hunter is saying we can salvage all of the munitions and stuff from the armory on this ship and sell it back to Sid. And, you know, that's when Hunter says, you know, we don't have the Republic to support us anymore. Like, we're on our own. We have to take responsibility for ourselves and we have to take responsibility of taking care of Omega as well. So, you know, this is what has to happen for us to survive. And, you know, yes, they certainly could have gone to follow Rex and, you know, become soldiers still fighting for the Galactic Republic as Rex has said that he's going to do. And maybe the Bad Batch is going to end up in that direction anyway. But for now, they're not doing that. And that's another thing that Hunter seems to be learning as well is how to operate within uncertainty at a new level. Certainly as soldiers in the Bad Batch, you know, they deal with uncertain situations and they come up with novel solutions for things. But 
this is entirely unlike anything that they've ever dealt with before. They don't know how to take care of themselves in this new galaxy. They don't know how to stay safe in this new galaxy and who they can trust and all of that stuff. And so being able to live in uncertainty and try to find the answers that make sense. Like when, you know, he's talking to Rex at the end of their episode Battle Scars and saying, yeah, I just know I need to do what's best for the squad, but I don't know what that is just yet. So he is trying to feel these things out because he's also seeing himself as, you know, if not the father figure of the squad, then certainly the leader of the squad and knows that that responsibility really is on him. And it's a bigger and different responsibility than he's ever had before. And so with the kidnapping of Omega at the end of episode eight, a few new particular wrinkles come up as part of this. First of all is just what are acceptable risks for the Bad Batch, right? Because there was a conversation about maybe we should just get out of here and Hunter is like, no, we can salvage all this stuff and pay off our debts to Sid. Maybe it would have been better if they had just left and worked out how to pay off their debts to Sid in another way that might have been slightly less dangerous or at least less situationally dangerous perhaps. And so you know, because of that decision, they ended up losing Omega. And so Hunter is going to have to start reevaluating how he looks at situations and determines the risk and the reward of things. Because with Omega, that's, you know, an entirely different variable and he hasn't really thought about it in the same way. And then there's also the guilt factor too, because Crosshair has been left behind and he is somebody for whom the Bad Batch deeply cares about is still very connected to him and you know, they don't want him to be apart from the rest of the Bad Batch. They want to get him back in the group and get the inhibitor chip out of him so they can have their compatriot back the way it's supposed to be. And so essentially they had to leave Crosshair behind and now they've lost Omega. So going after Omega is sort of you know, initial substitute to say, oh yeah, we got Omega back because you know they're going to get her back at some point. And now we really have to face what sort of the original problem was, which is we left Crosshair behind. We need to get him back as well. And so there you go. There are some thoughts on character development in the Bad Batch and seeing growth, particularly in Hunter, maybe a little bit in Wrecker, maybe a little bit in Tech and Echo, but definitely Hunter is the Bad Batch character for whom the greatest character arc growth is happening so far. And, you know, imagine it's probably going to continue that way, but hopefully we'll see uh, some growth with Wrecker and Echo and Tech as well. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.